Hello and welcome to Podscribers, the podcast where you'll learn the best tips and tricks on how to use your transcripts. I'm your host, Eugene Fernandez. For our first episode, we have Jackie Breyer, the creator and host of the Green Organic Garden podcast. She recently celebrated her sixth year of podcasting a couple of days ago on January 29th, 2021. We hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Jackie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Eugene. I'm so excited to be here. Happy to have you here as well. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. My first question um, is this one. Uh, What got you to start the Green Organic podcast and what's it about? So the Green Organic podcast teaches people how to grow food organically using earth-friendly techniques, um, natural processes, no chemicals or pesticides um, in an effort to, I call myself the organic eater. Technically my husband is the organic gardener, the head gardener at our house. Although I'm going to have my six year anniversary on January 29th. I launched January 29, 2015. Um, I have over 350 episodes that I've recorded Um, And my original goal was that he would teach people how to garden um, because he's been doing it for over 40 years. He's a mat. I mean, he just grows incredible amounts of food, but he doesn't really want to have anything to do with my podcast (laughs) or um, although he has gotten better about being like, Hey, I'm doing this video camera down. Your listeners might like this. That being said, so I started interviewing other gardeners. And that being said, I have learned more than anybody. I had a brown thumb, could barely keep a geranium alive. I'm an elementary teacher by trade. I now tell people if I had to, I could probably feed my classroom full of kids. Do I want to do all that work? No. (laughs) But I am the organic eater. I love to cook food. And organic food is very expensive. I struggle to buy organic food in the store. So what our goal is to grow as much of our own food um, to sub- supplement our produce bill. And we're at the point where like, I can pretty much avoid the produce aisle from August through November and getting bigger all the time. I mean, he really has um, intensified what we're growing here. And then just the, my show is a success because my guests are amazing and they share their garden journeys. We always talk about their challenges, their struggles. What my listeners have told me they want to know is, you know, how to be more productive in their garden how to get more work. Cause it's, it's a lot of work. And, and technically you could say everybody's an eater. So, you know, it relates to everybody, but I definitely have a very specific audience of people who like to play in the dirt and right that was that who is your audience and and how did they find out about your podcast you know it's funny i talk about my audience i call them green future growers i have a special fondness for rock star millennials because a lot of the people i've interviewed are millennials raised by amazing baby boomers um they are um Generally in the 24 to 35 year old range, they can be anywhere from market farmers to backyard gardeners to people who have like seed companies or like green businesses. Um, There are people that are interested in caring for our planet, building an ecosystem that works more than just growing a tomato. Uh, How do I find them? Um, 
you know, mostly I almost always had a full-time job. Like I said, I'm an elementary teacher by trade. So I've done it all in my spare time. So just, they find me, I think mostly like on searches and podcast apps. I really, I, you know, I started out six years ago, so I got a pretty good audience just from being one of, you know, that wasn't the beginning of podcasting, but certainly there were fewer people back then. I haven't really been a guest on a lot of shows because I wasn't very confident in what I had to say as much in the beginning, but I, I'm much more confident now. Like I said, I've had, a, my husband has what I call the mini farm. And then I've kind of taken over the garden beds by the house. So this year I grew my very first broccoli plants from seed. So that was exciting. And then I do a lot with herbs. I, I, I've always liked to grow herbs. Got you. Got you. And so what you're good for cooking. So other than your, your podcast, which people can find by searching for it on, on podcast hosts, um, how, what other content do you put on your site and have you built a community with your audience? I, I have a pretty good Facebook group. I mean, there's only about 500 people in there, but we're fairly engaged. Um, you know, one thing I was going to talk about is I do always ask a question, um, when you join my Facebook group, it's like, you know, how did you find us? Uh, have you checked out our free garden course? And then do you have a question right now? And so this is where I was going to talk about using um, the transcriptions because I probably use the search bar on my website more than anybody, because every time somebody posts a question there, I go Google. One of my guests has probably answered it or I'll go do extra research, but then I can link back to the episode where that guest talked about it, promote them, get the answer to the person, um, which is usually like, how do I get rid of pests in my garden? Or, you know, what's the best variety seed to plant? Or I, I just get a lot of common questions, but also like my search bar is amazing. And I used to transcribe the um, podcast by hand myself, like for so you five would listen, years, you would listen to it. I and have, type. Wow. Well, when I'm editing, I type while I'm, I used to type while I was talking to the person, which drove my listeners crazy because you could actually hear the keys typing in the background. Now I take notes on paper. Um, thanks to Pete. I call Pete the man who gave me my weekends back. I mean, I literally spent almost every Sunday. So my show came out Monday typing those show notes and making sure all the links were there and just doing all this work. And now he just transcribes it. There's usually a few changes I have to make, but the information, the content, which is what's important is still there. It's easily searchable. So if people have those questions. Um, I have that. I also think that's gotten me a lot of SEO people going to my site because there is so much content there. I mean, if you push print for a PDF, they come out like 27 pages long. My show is 53 minutes uh, to 58 minutes. I have, I get picked up on this radio station in New York on Monday nights. And so I have to submit a 53 to 58 minute podcast to them, which works perfect with my particular questions. That's right about where my interviews end anyway. Um, but it's a lot of content. And so being able to, um, you know, just have that there, it's just amazing how those transcripts have saved me. But I also feel like that, gets a lot of people to my website it shows up in searches 
Right. So you yeah. you mentioned Does that help? Yes, I want to drill down a bit more on on the searchability part because the SEO value of transcripts that is pretty we we say that all the time, but with the searchability, so you use it to find topics that you have mentioned in your show earlier so that when people have questions about problems that they're facing, you can look through your past transcripts to find the exact moment you've mentioned this in an episode of yours. Is that correct? Yeah, that they've talked about it and solved that problem too, or had a solution or especially like, like I said, uh, we have learned so much. My guests have, I mean, it's just incredible how much knowledge they have put out there about how to grow food organically. And it, and it, it's not always easy. It's certainly not easy. Gardening is a lot of work. And so being able to pick up those tips, tips and tricks and, um, you know, learning about row cover and, and soil health. I mean, soil health is the number one key to my show. Everybody ultimately agrees. It's putting your compost in your soil, planting cover crops, um, permaculture. I never heard of permaculture, no dig. Like there's this huge movement. Don't till your earth, don't dig. Like there's so many ways to make it easier for people to garden. Um, and then there's different things people want to do. Like I said, people like me, maybe want to grow herbs, feeding pollinators, bees. Like there's just so much great content out there and being able to curate that, being able to talk to my desk. And then again, that search bar, like nothing drives me crazier than going to a podcaster's website and there's no search bar. Um, when I do go to their site and then I do find myself frequently, if I do go to somebody's website, I am searching for the transcript. I'm looking for something their guest said that I want to know. Um, so I really like to read transcripts. Right. And so how do you, how do you, how do you make the transcripts accessible to your audience? Do you just put them on your website on an episode or, or do you direct people to Podscribe's website or how do you, how do people read them? So I, when I used to type them up, um, more, they would be like in the direct show notes. Lately, I've just kind of been going the lazy route and I'm just like, here is the link and it sends it to the Podscribe um, transcript because I'm kind of working on, I'm not sure you might want to edit this part out, but technically last December or January, Google Analytics told me that people are leaving my site within 10 seconds. <laughs> And until I figure out why, so I'm getting all these people there, I get like 2000 visitors a month, which to me is quite a few, yeah. um, but I can't figure out. So until I figure that piece out, I've, I've kind of like taken away from the, so I just put the link, here's the show note, here's the links people have talked about, here's the transcript if you want to read it. So it's still there, I can still search it, but I'm just in that flux of trying to figure out why are what are people doing at my what are they looking for in the first place um yeah got you okay and and how do you write your show notes it sounded like you had you you gave a lot of effort and time to write these show notes with detailed <laughs> links and stuff like that but what's your process today for that uh well right now i'm just putting the links like to their if they um I'm going really bare bones because I just am trying to focus on other parts of my podcast. I'm actually writing a book called Rockstar Millennial about the 75. And so I took September and October and really have been focusing on that. Um, 
And so, so again, I am searching, pouring through the transcripts of those 75 millennials that I've interviewed and trying to turn the transcript into something people want to read. Like I said, the minimum is like 17 pages. They usually go about 27 pages if you hit a PDF of the transcript. And so trying to narrow that down into like a 600 word article. And then eventually I'm going to take that 600 word article and that will become a blog post with the live links of everything. Cause they do recommend resources. You know, they recommend a book, they recommend, um, you know, just all sorts of things related to gardening. And so I like to have those links. And then I, I used to always go through and like, I call them golden seeds, like what other people call value bombs or, you know, golden nuggets or whatever, when my listeners say something really important. And so I would go through and like, make it a heading, put all that part in dark green in a bold font. So when I am going back to research the millennials that I've interviewed or people that I've interviewed to put into this book that I'm working on, uh, I do have those parts in bold in green, which helps me kind of filter through the parts that they've said that maybe just don't stand out as much as like if they drop something that I just know listeners are really or readers eventually of the book really need to know the key points. Um, I have all that highlighted. And so that's kind of how I use the transcripts. And then again, the links are all there. If you're, if they mention something, you know, a great seed company or um, it, row cover, which is like a huge pest barrier, like solution. I have one guest where she actually talked about, this is the weight of the row cover you need. You know, this is where you buy it. This is, you know, how big the size should be for your beds. And she's chewed me out three times because this year, again, I was struggling with beetles on my kale and trying to figure out how do I get rid of all these flea beetle holes on my kale. kale. Right. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Got you. Okay. So that's pretty cool because you, you, you're using, or at least you were using your transcripts for SEO reasons. Then you also use them for searchability so that you can direct people to solve problems. And now you're also using them to write a book and blog posts and you, it sounds like you're, saving a lot of time by highlighting the stuff that is important and then um, highlighting the stuff that isn't as important that you don't need to include in your book. Um, so it makes content production a lot easier. Oh yeah. And just having that transcript there instead of like, you have no idea how many times I went back and like respelled little words and just, and his trend it's affordable. Like I could never afford it before. Um, it, I mean, it's just huge how affordable it is compared to most other places. And then that deal that he gave me where it, it was like, if I bought the annual, he went back and did a year's worth for me was incredible. And just, um, no, there's so like, I didn't really realize, I thought I was a fast typer. I had like, you know, I would get like 50% of it done just during the interview anyway, but I didn't really realize how much time I was spending going back and adding in the little ends and the thes and the ahs and making things typewrite and correcting things. It, it's just such a game changer. I mean, it's taken like eight hours to do a transcript down to like 90 minutes, literally. Wow. To clean up one of his transcripts. Wow. So it's, Pete, it's huge. Pete really was the guy who gave you your weekend back, huh? Oh, it, it's just like, it's been such a game changer. Just huge. Awesome. Awesome. Were there any other uses that you had for your transcripts? 
Um, no, that's pretty much all I use them for. I mean, again, you know, just getting quotes from people, sharing the invaluable content that they share, making it easier. Like eventually, you know, I would like to have like, you know, memes on Insta. I've always thought, you know, memes that match a picture with like a quote from what they say and a link to the show. But I'm just a one, I, you know, I'm lucky I can get the interviews done because I, again, I'm almost always working full time. It's, you know, I have the weekends between recording the interview, doing the audio editing, trying to get the show notes to look nice. Um, Got you. Got you. It's a lot. And that's and, a full time job. And you started the podcast in 2015. When did you start with Podscribe and get transcripts automatically? Just July. Just July. in July. Okay. Of this so, year, 2020. It's been a couple of months. Sounds like you're happy with them. Oh my gosh. I I just I I can't even tell you the the time it has saved and and how great it is. And the and they're so close. Like I used to try, I've gone through where like I would like have it go up on um I would try to like play it to Google Voice, you mm. know, and, and Google Voice would transcribe it, but it was so much work separating the people speaking and like, it would just make one big giant paragraph and there would be all mistakes. I would end up having to spend the same amount of time. Pete's transcripts are not like that. It breaks the voices apart. It's got timestamps. It's, it's much more, um, you know, true to what the person's saying. I mean, you know, you're always going to get like, I have a friend, her name's Patty Armbruster and it would say like Patty Webster and Pat, you know, it would, it would kind of like, there's certain things that just the computer can't quite recognize that you have to find, but for the most part, it's very true to what people are saying. I do notice like if you have two or three people on a line, um, those yeah. can be a little harder to, for it to know who's talking. Right. Right. Okay. And, and, uh, my two last questions are where can people listen to the green organic garden podcast and how can people reach out to you? I'm on most podcasts. You know, I think I finally got an iHeart Pandora, but Spotify, iTunes, Castbox. you know, most of your channels, um, our podcast website is still organic gardener podcast. Cause that we just added the green part last December because I'm kind of a political person. We really support the green new deal on my show and most garden shows I get, you know, if you just want to learn how to grow a tomato, there's lots of shows that can teach you that we talk about a sustainable future on my show. So we added the green, but the website is still organic gardener podcast.com. And you can, find me on facebook or instagram great perfect thank you so much for coming on jackie oh thank you eugene for having me and just anything you guys ever need i i just love podscribe so much thanks a ton for listening to the podcast if you have any questions you can always reach out to me at eugene at podscribe.ai that'll be in the description if you would like to follow us on Twitter and YouTube, uh, just look up Podscribe AI. If you would like to learn more about our transcripts, or if you would like to get a sample transcript of your own podcast, just send us an email with the name of your podcast or visit us at podscribe.ai. Thank you to the team at podcast.co for the music and thank you for listening. See you next week.